How was the wedding, Steve? I don't think you got to tell us last time, right? No, we did not talk about it. The wedding was good. Uh, We flew in just behind the hurricane that blew through by like, I don't know, six, eight hours or something. Uh, But it was nice, good weather, 80 degrees, sunny. We had like an hour or two of rain one night. That was it. Spent some time in the pool, spent some time walking the beach, uh, drank some beer, hashtag shocker. <laughs> it was good. It was good. My my brother-in-law and sister were basically hosting because it was their condo. And I, I don't know, they've got the whole hosting and party thing down pat. So awesome. uh, they, you know. Teed everything up for my brother and his and his uh, now wife. Everything went great. It was super easy. It was super fun. Yay. Yeah. Okay. I feel like there was a story. There was like a story you were supposed to tell us about. Like, uh, mm, I don't think you even gave us a tidbit. Just like I have to tell you about was what the tagline was. Mm-hmm. Did something happen? Was did they meet in a weird way or something? No, no. What it was is, is there was not a whole lot of planning and communication going on about it. So my sister and brother-in-law, the planners, the they weren't exactly wedding planners, but they were wedding coaches. <laughs> they if like if they didn't if they didn't prod and poke and say hey you need to send this out you need to tell people what's the attire uh you know what's the itinerary that sort of thing they were pretty much the the uh the communicators the groom and bride whisperers yes make sure it happened so there there was a lot of unknowns uh but it all went fine so yeah yeah what was a highlight of the trip and it doesn't have to be the wedding. It's just anything. Um, oh, classic moment. We were doing the wedding on the balcony of this condo, right? About you know, 10 to 15 floors up. And getting everything prepared. I somehow got nominated as the AV guy. So <laughs> I had to handle that. And like an hour before the wedding this crew comes in down below the condo with a big wood chipper and starts cutting down these palm trees and it's just and we're like oh "Oh my gosh I wonder if this is going to impact the wedding who would have thought of that let me make sure there's no wood chippers or tree cutters around right right (laughs) so the wedding was supposed to be at like five (laughs) and they were still chipping at like 5:10 but we had another issue where the wedding got delayed about a half an hour so where everything worked out fine they were done chipping the wood chipper done was done yes did someone have to talk to them and say can you hurry up or uh, actually my brother-in-law went down there and said like hey what time are you going to be wrapping up hopefully at like 4:30 and they're like we got to go till 5 but we'll be done at 5 and they were done at 5:10. So, okay. anyway, that was kind of funny. 
That is funny. So would that be considered your low light as well? So what was the highlight and what was the low light? Or That was not a low light. That was an amusing bit that while it had us kind of like, really? Yeah. It was also like, okay, this is kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. So then what was a low light? A low light. Um, there really weren't any low lights. Highlight for me was walking the beach. Yeah. I probably walked two 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 to three miles on the beach mm. um i don't think there was a low light oh the 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 meal after the wedding was not as great as i hoped it would be okay it was fine but there was also i think a discussion to be had with the restaurant about that got it so, anyway but it was all good Good. Now we segue to the more exciting topic. How was Albany? Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> it was horrible. Because so you you were up there over the weekend, and we were going up there. So like I told my wife on the way up. Oh really? I'm, yeah, and I'm like we were laughing, and so like the two. The two places like we were like and they're like we got to find out if these places are open like what's going on with them it was, it was really funny so i did we were... not know you were going up there too not to I albany totally invited her to come with us she's not i asked her she's not into that <laughs> don't worry there was nothing to be into so it was like so bad so i have one reference which was the Thunder Down Under in at the Medina Ballroom in like 2000 and okay so Seven. i'm my mind's racing you have a, a reference okay. reference for what specifically for comparing i was comparing comparing what, I, what? so 15 years ago you, had, a, show you had an experience or like a part of, of a the anatomy <laughs> the show the production <laughs> Get out of here, Steve. I'm trying to make it dirty. <laughs> so in <laughs> Albany, it was... So for those who are tuning in and don't know the context, <laughs> it was Widow's Weekend up in Minnesota where the men, mostly men, some women do it too, but mostly men go deer hunting and then the women back at home, they get together and they hang out and have a girls weekend well, I wanted to find like a, a Thunder Down Under slash Magic Mike type show for me and a couple of girlfriends. And I found one and it was in Albany, which is a very small town in Minnesota, about an hour and a half um, west of the cities. And um, so me and my two girlfriends, we drive up there and we are already starting to booze on the way, right? We grab lunch, we have a couple cocktails, um, we get there, we have a couple more cocktails when we get into the hotel, and then we're hungry, so we are like, let's go to dinner. There are two bars in this town on the main strip, and the two bars one of them is a bar only, no food. And the next one is right next to it is the actual place where it's located, where this show is located. So we went to the bar only, didn't know it was a bar only. So we grabbed a drink there. And then we next went to the, 
the place and they closed the kitchen at 7 p.m. because apparently they needed to get ready for the show. And I was like, are the cooks the ones who are <laughs> actually in the show? I'm confused. Why do the cooks have to stop what they're doing for the show? I'm confused. Anyways, we were able to eat dinner and we're boozing, but we've kind of been boozing all day. And uh, we, the show started at nine. They let us in at like 8.15 and they kept on... And we did not get in at 8.15. We got in at like 8.45 because we didn't want to be the first ones there, but we didn't want to be last. Fine. And 9 o'clock comes around. Nothing happens. 9.30 comes around. One of the guys walked through the door. And you know how they have like, you know how um, sports players, like football players in, on TV, they interview you when you're walking through the hallways? That's kind of like the theme they were going with. It's like, oh, someone's coming. And all the women are like, Whoa! And we're like, you know, it's going to start. Then like 9.45 comes around. Still nothing. They keep on talking. Any minute now, we're going to get started. 10 o'clock rolls around. Okay, fine. So now we've been in there for an hour and 15, over an hour and 15 minutes. And 10 o'clock rolls around. So now they have these four dudes up there. <laughs> it's a stage, probably the size of my office. <laughs> and the choreography was like, and it was horrible. They weren't in sync. And all they did is like pretend to grind and like these stupid magic mic moves that any guy can do pretty much. <laughs> and it was maybe five minutes of that. And then they said, okay, who wants a lap dance? Who wants to buy a ticket for $40 to get up here and get your own personalized lap dance? So now they spent another 40 minutes trying to sell these tickets. And then the rest of the show was them going one by one. Each woman would go up there and get her own personal lap dance and next. Personal lap dance, next. And that was the whole show. It was the worst production ever, but it was $20. <laughs> so my expectations were here. <laughs> You're on Did you. you get a lap dance? No. <laughs> so is that a euphemism? Your expectations were here? And okay. this is what it turned out to be. <laughs> okay, so did it meet your expectations? It met my expectations of nothing. Okay. <laughs> and by time like 10.30, 10.45 rolled around, because we were kind of already boozing all day, and it wasn't exciting, we're like, let's just go back and go to bed. And so we did. We were in bed by like 11. Oh, we went back and went to the pool, stuck our feet in the hot tub and kind of hung out. And we're in bed before midnight. So it was fun hanging out with my girlfriends. That was the best part. Catching up with them, having girl time. When is your next scheduled trip to Albany? Yeah, not for a very long time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so 
if if anyone on Yelp gets a hold of this review, they can use that or whatever this place. I was trying to look up what it might be. You said like the main drag in Albany. Yeah, and all this company did is rent out their event center. So I can't oh. remember the name of the event center. If is it look- Shady's Hometown yeah. Tavern and Event yeah. Center? That is it. So they rented out their wedding side. Got you. And you first went to Rookie Sports Bar. You are correct. There you go. Okay. (laughs) That is great. So there's nothing against the bars. It was just the production itself. I can't even remember the name of it. It was horrible. I thought it was like legitimate Magic Mike. No, it's... Oh. I... No. How did it compare with your other one, with your benchmark? Yeah, so my benchmark actually had choreography and mm, the dancers actually had production. Like, each of them had their own little, like, five-minute entertainment dance. And then they'd come out into the crowd, and that's when they would get their extra cash. (laughs) And then the next guy would come. They would do their own little dance, come out to the crowd. Like I was expecting dancing. How does it, how do they compare with the movie Magic Mike? I'm assuming, so the only, I've never seen Magic Mike. And the only thing that makes me laugh hysterically is Anne Hathaway. She got to do a movie with Matthew McConaughey and she was like so excited. And (laughs) all she could talk about was Magic Mike, like his role in Magic Mike and the scissor kicks or whatever he does at the end. So like, yeah. You know, she's like got someone's like, well, what about this? And she's like, Magic Mike. Like, and the way she tells the story is hilarious because that's all she can focus on. So that's all I know. So it seems like the movie is way more involved than any of the shows. For sure. Well, and again, what I experienced in Albany was like, they were very good looking men. Don't get me wrong. They were very fit and they looked pretty, um, but they had no rhythm and they had no personality and they had nothing to offer besides like that grinding that you receive for four minutes while you're up. (laughs) And it was actually demeaning and demoralizing. Like I was actually getting pissed watching them treat the women that they did and how they treated these women. And so one time, like this he did something and I go okay I'm ready to go I can't watch this it like it was horrible it hurt me to watch how they treated the women and yeah I just didn't appreciate it so they're kind of like that one country singer that sings really good but he can't talk (laughs) I can't remember his I can't remember his name he was like new and they had him on New Year's Eve one night and they hit, they interviewed him and it was just like words just falling out of this guy's mouth. Like he just could not string a sentence together. And I'm like, I'm my wife's No, that's the thing that's funny because my wife was like into country music. So I'm like, what I'm like, are you serious? Like this guy? She's like, Yeah, that's kinda how he is. <laughs> really good singer and then cannot talk. Oh yeah. These guys aren't either. Really pretty looking. I'm not peeing, I swear. I'm pouring my box line into my cup. If you hear the sound. 
didn't, didn't think the first thing at all. <laughs> but I also didn't think box of wine either. Box of wine. Well, oh, I, I, I thought it was a, some drink. Yeah, for sure. So, so I have a question and you can say, I don't want to answer that. I'm totally fine with that. But when you say you saw how these guys would treat the women, can you give an example? Because I can't even, and if you go, I don't want to go there, that's fine. Um, I'll just say she was on her knees and it was very aggressive. Okay. All right. Wow. Were they into it? The woman? No. Well, like you're up on stage, so you're trying, you know, you kind of are like everyone's watching you, but yet you really don't know what to do right now. And you're kind of frozen in fear. Sure. Like she was frozen in fear. So, yeah. Even like just thinking about it makes me mad. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you go there. No, it's okay. Like it. That's why I was like, it was horrible. It was not good production. Okay. And she paid forty dollars. Every woman who went up there got paid forty dollars, and this one woman got lifted up, and that was kind of fun. And then this other woman, like, they laid her down on a bed, and like he was like pretending to do stuff on the bed. So like some of it was funny and like interesting but the one when she was on her knees I was like "Mm -mm. not cool Hmm. so yeah not going there again (laughs) other than that it was fun Um, I do want to come back to uh, the time in Miami uh, Key Biscayne Apparently, I saw a manatee in the wild. Oh! All I saw was a gray blob in the water, but there were people standing out there, you know, waist deep in the water with their cameras. And the thing was just kind of hanging out there off the, off the coast. And as I walked by, that was kind of interesting. I'll be in Miami in a month and a half. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Any special reason? Uh, the boyfriend and I are going to the Keys, uh, Key West. So we're gonna fly into Miami, drive down, drive that, the bridges to Key West, stay there for a couple days, and then drive back and stay in Miami. Nice. I'm very excited. In the middle of January. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. How was uh? What'd you guys do for Thanksgiving? Hung out, went to my cousin's house, and I made. No, that was wrong. I didn't make anything. I bought rolls. <laughs> oh no, I made corn. <laughs> Have you ever Google searched how to make corn? No. Yeah. <laughs> Neither did I until that moment. I'm like, I want to, like, I was, I said I'd bring corn, but I didn't want to bring a can of corn and, like, open it up and microwave it there. Like, that's not cool. And so 
I Google searched how to make corn. <laughs> and it actually gave me recipes of like, it was a buttered corn. And so I made a corn out of frozen corn and it was actually, it turned out really good. So. Nice. Yeah. Good. What about you, Steve? I uh, went to my wife's sister's in the booming metropolis of Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. Uh, we brought homemade dressing, not stuffing, it's dressing. Ooh, there's a difference? <gasps> yes, it's No, stuffing. there is not a difference between stuffing and dressing. It's stuffing if it's in the bird. It's dressing if it's on the side. I did not know that. You just blew my mind. Are you kidding me right now? I'm not kidding. Stuffing is literally stuffed in the bird and dressing is okay. Uh, that yep. makes sense. What if you cook it in the bird and then take it out before you serve it? It's still uh. stuffing. <laughs> that then is it, stuffing. Then it's druffing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a very good uh, recipe that my wife started making like 20 years ago. And it's got like three different kinds of mushrooms in it and homemade cornbread and fresh thyme and fresh uh, fresh herbs and like a whole bottle of white wine is in there. You'd love it, Jess. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> uh, maybe if it's a whole box. Yes. A whole box of white wine. <laughs> Good point. So that's what we did. How about you, Ethan? Okay, so the plan was to go to my sister's and have a great time. I can't remember what we were going to bring. Oh, no, they were going to order food. I don't know where they're going to order it from. So we get to Thanksgiving week, like Sunday, youngest kid, fever, not not doing good, like really poor thing, just all out of sorts. So can't go to school. Monday and then other kids start to get it so the four girls that whole week leading up to Thanksgiving they're just doing terrible fevers coughs um body aches like they're all dying like I'm like I kind of I really felt bad for them but it does make me laugh because they're just like they feel so bad and I'm like yeah just like you don't have to complain about it all the time just feel bad and be quiet <laughs> Like, like that's really? fine. You could you could just not say anything too. <laughs> so the four so the four kid girls, they all go get tested flu influenza A. So we're like, well, we can't go. We can't go to Thanksgiving. We didn't think we were gonna make it. So we have to we have to decide two days before though. Cause that's when everybody's deadline is for ordering food is that like Tuesday um to get it. And so our options are Lunds. V and Sunshine Factory. And we're like, okay. So like Lunds, eh, I'd rather do High V. They have better options. So we like um we're thinking about it. It's getting down to the day. And I'm like, look, Kim starts not feeling well. And I'm like, okay, look, I don't want to heat anything up. And if you're not feeling well, like you're not gonna help heating anything up. Like, I don't want to do anything. So we go with the Sunshine Factory. And it was awesome. It was so awesome because we went and picked it up. Everything came in like one takeout plate for everybody. Everybody got really? hot. Yes, it was amazing. The Seriously. food was, it was warm. It was ready to go. So we went and picked it up at three and we ate. I was like, 
we're doing this every year. Like this was <laughs> so good. Come with gravy. It was so cool. Gravy, wild rice soup, pumpkin pie, like turkey, mashed potatoes, oh. dressing, corn. It was great. Every plate, it was a plate and every plate had pre-portioned yeah. <laughs> of all that stuff on it. Yep. So then all you had to do is put the plate in front of you. Like yep. there was no heating up. <laughs> No serving. No nope. serving. Nope. And no dishes, because I'm sure yep. you took the plates away. That is genius. Yeah, <laughs> and so it was. It ended up being really good because since they were all sick, nobody wanted to eat anything, and we were only eating for like 20 minutes. That's all the energy they had. So it was like oh. eat a little bit, and then they were all gone. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, 10 out of 10 Did would you have recommend. Lots of leftovers. There were a buttload of leftovers. Yeah. That but is everybody... cool to know, though. <laughs> yeah, so they did. You could go there and eat there, which a lot of people did, and then you could do curbside pickup, which was what we did because everybody was sick. So I wish I would have known that because my boyfriend had his kids, and this is his first year with like nobody, and he didn't know what to do. He's like, "I'm not gonna make a whole meal for my kids who won't even eat it." He's like, "And nothing's ever open." It would have yeah. been nice for me to know that so he could have done something with his kids. Yeah, like we didn't, I thought everything was closed and we had gone to the store and have, drove by and we're like, oh, they're like really doing this? Okay, we'll keep that before anybody got sick or anything. Yeah. Um, so then, so then we get to Thanksgiving and like, so my wife's not feeling good and our son starts getting sick. Me? Nope. Nothing. No symptoms, nothing. I got good immunity to flu A, like I'm good. But they're all, so then my wife this last week, she's not getting any better. This was, it was probably just yesterday, actually. It was yesterday. She made an appointment for an online, like a uh, virtual visit. And the doctor was like, yeah, I was telling her because I, I grew up here, upper respiratory stuff is like, it's a thing. I've always been aware of it. And so, she was coughing. I'm like, look, I'm like, you have your cough is higher. I can tell that you probably have bronchitis. It's too high in your chest. It's not producing. I can tell it's painful, like, especially when you compare it with the other kids, like theirs is producing, it's lower. And so she talks to the doctor. The doctor's like, yeah, I can already tell, like, you have bronchitis. So you get an inhaler. She's never had an inhaler, doesn't know how to use it. The yeah. doctor prescribed, like, codeine. I'm like, that is the best cough syrup, the best. <laughs> yes, I agree. And so she's all this stuff like I'm like I haven't had codeine forever but like I had a few times growing up I'm like yeah take it you'll sleep like a baby so then this morning I asked her I'm like how'd you sleep last night she's like the best in so long I'm like yup are you gonna steal <laughs> some so you can sleep better no I just I mean like I still have Ambien and I've like but it just it is what it is like that helps me go to sleep and like stay asleep but I don't necessarily feel more rested or sleep yeah. longer so it's like whatever it is what it is <laughs> so yep that was our Thanksgiving plans completely blown up had a great time but it sounded awesome in the yeah end. we'd talked about doing our own thing anyway you know because we were like our family's big we know that we're like kind of half the party anyway like if we don't show up it's not really a party <laughs> <laughs> because we have the numbers but 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm like, maybe it's just time to just do our own thing from here on out. Like, you know, we're big enough. So I, yeah, I like this. I'm definitely recommend for next year. If you want to, like, I think I'm going to try and lobby to do it again too. <laughs> no, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was. And our expectations were super low. Right. I didn't know if it was going to be a pile of stuff. Yeah. And we had to do it ourselves. I didn't know if I assumed it was going to be hot, but I didn't know. I didn't know if it was going to be good. Yeah. And then well, we the Sunshine it. Factory already like is good. Like yeah. I like there. They have good food. And so that's cool. Yeah. So it was great. I will have to remember that next year. We've used if you guys run out of tissues, we've used them all. <laughs> There's a shortage because we were there. It was like Wednesday, like a couple days before Thanksgiving or something, or maybe the day before. Like we go to the store and I grab like two like big like packs. And I was jokingly was like, this will get us through tomorrow. And like, yeah, it barely made it through tomorrow. Seriously? Jeez. <laughs> well, because we had we have four kids that were like basically in the throes of it. And then we had two other ones that were getting sick. So <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, Brooke had a weird threw up three times Sunday morning and she was fine the rest of the day. Nothing was wrong. I was nauseous and sick to my stomach and lethargic all day Sunday. I slept for half the day on Sunday, but that's it. And then Monday we were fine. Those were like our only symptoms. Like Brooke was a little lethargic on Sunday, but not as bad as me. I don't know what happened, but it's yeah. There's flu season this year is bad. RSV is really bad this year. RSV, yeah. And so here's this. Maybe this is controversial, but this is it is what it is. There's no such thing as a stomach flu. Influenza is a respiratory infection. However, sometimes your body has a reaction to viruses, and you can throw up and you can't have diarrhea as a result of the virus. Okay. But the, the stomach no flu is stomach flu meaning all you do is throw up yeah it's not like like norovirus or gastroenitis like those are viruses in your gut area like there's no flu that does that flu is respiratory mm. oh because some of our kids they did they were not feeling well they were throwing up like that's actually what's oh i know what it was so friday night the night before we were at our the dinner and our oldest called us like almost hysterical that the youngest was throwing up oh and we're like what what is happening we'd ordered them food because we were leaving which we never do and she's like yeah it's like all the all the you know the, she's got food poisoning i'm like it's really unlikely that she has food poisoning how's everybody else doing like no i'm like it's probably not that mm-hmm. yeah so we go home and the poor kid <laughs> did you have to leave early from the dinner then we did. We left earlier than we wanted to, but you know, other people had left at that point already. So we'd made it through all the meal and everything, and we're just kind of hanging out. And the group was getting smaller, which we were okay. kind of looking forward to. But whatever. Oh, I was supposed to be there. I was so mad. So there. Do you know what we're talking about, Steve? The exclusive Cool Kids Club. If you've been with the organization for a minimum of ten years. Correct. Well, you got to tell everybody. I didn't know that this was an exclusive Cool Kids Club because I am no longer on any reports. 
literally they pull reports and because of my new role i am off reports i was wondering if you were just at one of the other i thought you were just at one nope. of the other ones huh yep how i am categorized now within our organization i no longer am on reports and so i was informed of this exclusive dinner like five days before and i just was uh i just got the cabins mm. and i've been waiting for these cabins for a whole year i put my name in all the available times that i'm open with either when i'm with the girls or if i'm with not the girls and i want to bring my boyfriend or I want to bring my best friends or I want to bring people I always put my name in if I'm available and for the first time this year I won and so I won and I said yes and then like the next day I get the oh sorry we totally forgot like we didn't notice that you were missing from our list so here come to this dinner and I'm like, so then my boss was like, I really want you at this dinner. Like, it's very important for you to be at this dinner. He's like, so I would like to see if you can rearrange your plans. And I'm like, I didn't fuck this up. <laughs> I was, so I was just going to say, if it was so important to you, it would be important for me to be on the list. <laughs> To begin with. I didn't fuck this up. So yeah. I said, if you really feel that bad, I think it would be a good idea for you to allow me to expense a dinner. <laughs> allow me to go do my original plans because I coordinated it with my friends and my boyfriend and like allow Isn't me to do that and then allow me to expense a dinner. <laughs> Isn't there one more tomorrow? No, that was the last one. Oh, I thought there was a there were three, and I thought tomorrow was. I thought there was one in December. Not that How I would she know? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Because <laughs> we we'd gone out. We were talking about going out for the cabin as well on one of the weekends, and we talked about that date, and that was exactly it was like, well, yep. do we want to do it, and then we can skip it, and I'm like, yep. or we can go up late, or we can go up the next day, and we're yeah. like, you know what, let's just not do it and we won't have to worry about it yeah so <laughs> i am and so then i went to my boss and said what can we do to fix this because this is not the first time i've been missed from a lot of perks that we get at our organization and so i'm i'm like thought of after the fact <laughs> and so but yeah, I don't know how I can fix it. Well, and it's weird. So another managing director that switched to managing director this year who started oh, around yeah. the same time as us was also there. And I'm like, okay, I can't tell if it's length or role that you're here. I'm assuming it's length, but you know, now it's No, weird. he's not length. The the I thought he was 10 years too. No, he's only been with us for six. Six, okay. Um, yeah. And who we're talking about is who took over for me, right? No. Oh, no. the one who didn't take over for me. Yes. The other managed. Okay. 
Yes, he has for 10. Yeah, because he and I started around the same time. Yes, he's been here. Yep, he was about six months after I started. I didn't realize that you and I started around the same time. Yeah, it's our organization's really funny because we've got like this. um, Steve and I were talking about this. We saw a metric where the average time in our organization is like four and a half years. And I'm like, well, I'm like, we have one person that's been here for like 25. We have like this cohort of people that have been here for like 10, between 10 and 12. Yep. And then we've got like a bunch of new people too. So I. <laughs> yeah, four. Sounds about right. <laughs> that seems like we definitely have cohorts though within, we've got a big group 10 to 12. And then it seems like six, around six years is another. And then three years are kind of yeah. like the big cohorts. There was a time there. We skipped a couple of years. I don't know how to say this. Like, we'll have a lot of people six years plus, but we won't have a lot of people five years. A lot of people left. And then now more people are staying. Yep. Yeah. So we skipped a couple of years. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've got, you know, three years, two years of the pandemic. And then, yeah. Yeah. The other two years before that. And a lot of people stayed during the pandemic because everyone was scared shitless for their jobs. They had no clue to what the economy was going to do, the market was going to do. So no one quit and left during that time. And then the monocle was on the other eye. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is that an old timey saying or did you just make that up? No, that is Visualized a... Visualized you doing my, this. I'm channeling a phrase that I've used for the last... I have to count 40 years <laughs> and it is taken from a episode of Hogan's Heroes. Oh, I, my grandpa watched Hogan's Heroes. Ah, yes, your grandpa. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, my brothers and I use that phrase. Which Whenever, came first? Is it Hogan's Heroes and then MASH? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Hogan's Heroes, then MASH. Yes. That makes sense because my dad watched MASH. <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So what what's the thing he called him? Monocle. Monocle. Yeah, that thing where you like bring it over to the side. Like Yep. Mm-hmm. So the, I the liked tables it when have turned. Would you prefer that, Ethan? I prefer I prefer the Michael Scott version. Which is? How the turntables have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. I like it. That's totally something I would say. <laughs> it's so great because you expect him to finish it and he doesn't. <laughs> so, did you know, pirate eye patches weren't like for when someone got their eye shot out. When was it for? It was actually for when they went up or below deck to fight oh and so if you go below deck because what happens when you go into a dark place because it was dark below deck is that you can't see anything your eyes need time to adjust but if you have an eye patch and you switch it you have one eye adjusted already and so you can see better in the dark oh my gosh no (laughs) again are you really blowing my mind again yeah mythbusters did a did a um, episode on it it's and yeah it's pretty funny what Pirates, I patch 
He saw it on the internet, therefore it is true. TV, so it's definitely true. No, it, 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 that makes sense because I've seen like, uh, or I was reading a book one time where somebody did that. They were out in a bright spot and they were going into a dark bar and... Huh. and it says an eye patch is was more likely to be used to condition the eyes so the pirate could fight in the dark. Yep. It takes an average human eye about 25 minutes to fully adapt to it from bright sunlight to seeing in complete darkness. If a pirate was fighting on the deck in the sunlight and had to continue the fight under the deck where it was usually pretty dark, it could take too long for their eyes to adjust and the pirate would be able to see. Oh my gosh, I am my mind is blown. What did you blow my mind about earlier, Steve? Oh, stuffing. Dressing and dressing. stuffing, yes. Or druffing. <laughs> druffing. <laughs> wow, this is a very informative time. I'm This is an educational episode. Yes. I am very happy right now. Did you guys participate in the uh, Friday of Darkness this year? What is Friday of Darkness? Black Friday. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were referring to Darkness Days at a local brewery, <laughs> but never mind. I thought you were referring to Steve. the Winter Equinox. <laughs> yeah, there goes Steve. The darkest. <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> I know. Uh, we did. We tried to buy some furniture, hmm. but that didn't pan out. Why? Didn't have what uh, we couldn't make a decision and we decided we needed to solve one problem first mm. before we decided on furniture. And that is we currently have a big TV on one wall and it sits on this big credenza and it, it drives me crazy because it takes up too much room and it isn't in a great spot. So we decided to get a new mantle mounted tv above the fireplace since we hardly use the fireplace but okay. five times a year and then you can pull the tv down in front of the fireplace perfect so we did that and decided that would be our christmas gift got it and then we will get the other tv moved out do something with it if you know anybody who needs a 65 inch tv i don't know what to do with it because we had to go with something smaller that would fit above the mantle. Anyway, so that'll be on my list to do in the next couple of weeks is swap those out. Don't get me started about TVs. I have two 45 inch TVs in my closet right now because my boyfriend decided to buy my girls a TV for Christmas. Ooh, <laughs> dude. So, here was the conversation. We're all hanging out, and I'm like, "Girls, what do you want for tea for um from Santa?" And my girls said, "It's TV." And my their bedrooms are small. I don't know if you can tell how big my office is, but they're like this big. And I'm like, "That's a really good idea." Like, a, a small TV would be really nice. And the boyfriend, not my boyfriend, the boyfriend, because I was very mad at him at this time, <laughs> said, I will buy you TVs. And the girls are like, oh my god, yes, 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 yes. I'm like, no, 
you're not gonna buy them to use. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Two weeks of him and I going back and forth saying, you're not gonna buy them TVs. I want small TVs. I want normal size, like I, their rooms are small. I want like, no. And he said, let me buy them a TV, please, please. And in my brain, I thought me arguing for two weeks about having a small TV went through his brain thinking, okay, I'm going to allow you, if I say yes, you're gonna get a small TV. No, I said, yes, you can get them a TV. And he said, let me give you a 45 inch TV because it was cheaper than like the 30 inch TV. Yep, yep. And I now have two 45 inch TVs in my closet that As won't fit into their rooms. They don't fit. Like there's nowhere for me to put these TVs. Target. So we um, we have a TV in the girl's room, but it's been dying. It's very old. And so when they got sick, they're like bedridden. We're like, they don't want to hold something like, and we're like, all right, we're going to, we're going to replace it. Yep. So they have these 32 inch TVs at Target. We got it for perfect. We got it for 140 bucks. It's uh, it should still be on sale for like a hundred dollars if it's exactly. still there. Yeah. That's all I wanted. I wanted a hundred dollar TV for them. And so now I said, take them back, take them back. And he said, no, I'm not taking them back. Yes, you are. <laughs> and does, now does, we are literally fighting because I don't want these TVs. Is he good with? Um, yeah, make him right? make him put it up. Is he good with <laughs> spatial relationships? Like obviously not. And looking at the room and going, where would this TV fit? Obviously not. <laughs> Do you know there are All studies? All he thought about was. Oh, this is cheaper than this. Let me get this one because it's has bigger. He, has he been in their room before? Yes. He he probably does. <laughs> it's actually like I'm pretty sure there are studies that back up that like men are better at the spatial like how things fit together most of the he time. He told me. He told me that his kids had a smaller TV and he had to upgrade their TV which is why he just wanted to go big first rather than smaller. Okay. Do you I have said, a TV in your room? I do. It's 32 inches. <laughs> and my room is bigger and it it's perfect size. <laughs> How, like our room, I can't remember if it's 12 or 14 feet long. But a 32 inch TV is too small, like in our room. Like 55 is probably the smallest that we would get. I have a small house though. Not small, but it's perfect. Mm -hmm. so, you're, so you're saying it matters that it's 45 instead of 32. Size matters. <laughs> I don't know, I'm kind of getting vibes like he didn't do it the way that you wanted to. Well, yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Who? Oh. I can't fit a 45 inch TV. Make him do it. Let him do it. Yeah. You're not an acts of service person, are you? I'm like 2020, 2020. Like I'm yeah. tall. 
What about your daughters? Um, Reese is gifts and Brooke is quality time. Nice. And that's another thing is my girls, I don't want them on the TV all the time. I don't. I don't want them hidden in their rooms and on TV. I don't want to make it comfortable for them to just go into their rooms and watch TV. I want it to be small. I want it to be just something that at the end of the night, they turn on and that's it. Like I am not that type of mom or parent who I want them to be in the room with me in the living room and watching TV with a big screen. I don't want them in their bedrooms with a big screen so that they can go away from me. Are they introverted? Reese is introverted. Um, actually, it's opposite. Reese is extroverted. Brooke is introverted. Because we've got um, some of our kids are. And you can we can really see it like my wife and I've talked about it when we go get together when we travel and we're with family. It's like, I mean, even when like one of our daughters spends best friend in the world, it's like they can only spend like 24 to 36 hours together before she needs a break. And it's because she's like she's an introvert, like she needs time to recharge. So like our kids, like there are times when like Thanksgiving, like family dinner is like really fun. Everybody's having a good time. And but it's like. Yeah, they do kind of, we all like to watch different things and separate and stuff. And if they're introverted, it would make sense that they might want that. I don't know. Yeah. We don't have enough space in our house right now. Everybody's, we're physically too big because like we've got two adult sized children and like a third one that's almost adult sized. And so it's like, we don't have enough space for everybody to be to get far enough away from each other like right now. Are you going to move? Have you thought about moving? We're we're going to be here for another year and a half and okay. then we're going to move. We may we'll see what the the housing market does so we may buy something and just have two um for that time period but we'll see the, the plan ha- uh mortgage rates are horrible right now. Right now, yeah. So like we're not going to do anything right now. Oh. We'd probably be 6 months to a year. Yeah, as soon as they start coming down. Like I refinanced at like 3.2 something. So I don't know, that to me is about right. Yeah. So we'll see. No, for the short term, we're not moving. I'll move in like, I just met with my financial advisor today and he made it very morbid because the beneficiary on my IRAs are is my ex-husband. And he's like, you should probably change that. Yep, stat. Yep, probably should do that. But my beneficiaries are my girls and they're minors, so I can't put them on there because I can't make decisions and I can't give it to them if anything were to happen to me tomorrow. And so now he's like... Don't you have to create an estate or something? Yep, I need to create a will and an estate and all that stuff so that the beneficiary is in like... I can't remember what he said. Yeah, it's like, it's this really weird thing where it's like you get it to a point where the people that you want it to go to, it kind it goes to and they can do what they want, but it's like, they don't actually like technically get it. It's really yep. weird. Yep. Yeah. And that was like a morbid thought. <laughs> I haven't thought about that before. I yeah. knew I had 
do this at some point but uh, you haven't thought about not being here anymore and not in like a i'm tired of this planet type thing but just like a weird um <laughs> i visualize myself as a cute little old 90 year old like still drinking my box wine in my nursing home with my friends and my girls coming to visit me and like giving me facials and doing my hair <laughs> <laughs> so no I don't like if anything were to happen to me tomorrow a week in a year I just don't visualize I don't kind of I don't see I don't that. I don't visualize it but it's a thing that like, I'm sure. constantly aware of and I've I have a theory that it's like a father thing I have a number of friends who know anxiety prior to having a family and then all of a sudden they have a family and it's like there's like they have all the anxiety that one that anybody could just have. die tomorrow <laughs> so yeah i you know i don't know i mean I've, i just, i was joking with my wife too about something and um i don't know she was bragging on me about something she's like i don't know but i made a joke and i'm like it's so that like i'm here like six months from now like <laughs> i'm still gonna be here <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> so, I don't know where this conversation started. You were telling us about your wonderful uh, financial advisor. Do you have a financial advisor, Steve? I do not, but I need one. I have an amazing one. I really like him. Yeah? Mm-hmm. He's good. I, I think I like him more because my ex is the one who found him. And like during the divorce, he chose me. <laughs> nice, nice. So I think that's why I like, but like him and I have always connected and I've always been like, we need to talk to our financial advisor about this. This can change how like our 401k is allocated. This could change our um, retirement plan. And my ex was like, no, nah, we don't need to communicate. And so then I would reach out to the financial advisor and be like, hey, this is what's going on. What should we do? And he'd give me advice and then I'd tell my ex and then he wouldn't believe me, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I really like my financial advisor. Do you plan on making more money in retirement or less money than you do now in retirement? According to the projections, I'm 95% on track to be able to live the way I do today. So with inflation, with... Um, yeah, but that's not what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so the uh, all the retirement savings and investing and stuff, yeah. the idea when you do especially like the Roth stuff or the pre-tax stuff, is that you will make the same or less than you do now because you have to pay taxes on that stuff when you take it out. But the projections he was indicating is that like the same is not the same when I'm 65. And so with inflation and with my potential salary increases, maintaining the way I live now where I spend this amount and the projections of maintaining spending and inflation, yes, I'm gonna be able to 
retire and live the same way I do now. The same way I do now, and this is what I told him, is that I don't want to have to live paycheck by paycheck. Like, I'm very comfortable to where I can even choose to go on a vacation in six months where I can plan for it and I know what to do six months from now. Like that's the goal is that I can live the way I do and plan a vacation six months from now and be okay with that. And he said, yes, I'm 92% successful in that nice. <laughs> plan. <laughs> so I'm like, eh, I don't really trust your projections. <laughs> My gut was like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm like 63% successful with that. I don't know. I don't like that algorithm. Whatever data they're using to project that doesn't feel right to me. So. It's tough to know, right? It's all it's based on like 40 years of data. It's not it's based on not a lot of data. So, but sometimes sometimes you have to make decisions based on not a lot of data. Well, and we've already gone through a couple of crises throughout our lifetime. There's going to be more. So I don't know what the next couple of crises are going to bring. And who knows that if when retirement age comes, that crisis will be in the middle of that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I think about. Those are the risks I think about. So. You've been through like five crises, Steve, huh? Uh, yeah, the Starbucks near me closed last year. <laughs> that was one. No, that is. Is that know. Starbucks brewery? Like, a, is that a local watering hole? <laughs> yeah. Crises? I don't know. I don't know if I'd call them crises. Interesting you, challenges. The depression in the 80s. <clears throat> the gas shortage in the 70s. I almost yeah. said 50s. Sorry. It's Okay. You know, I look at the pandemic. Do you consider the pandemic a crisis? For sure. It was kind of, but it worked out in my favor for a, on a number of levels. Mm -hmm. So. I it made know. me, a friend and I had an interesting conversation about that, that, because um, it, it will be interesting to see how history remembers and what stories are told about this particular pandemic. Because we think of um, the Great Depression and how everything was terrible that is not what I heard from my grandparents. Like, and yeah. so I think, I don't know if it was everybody. It seems like it wasn't everybody. You know, you talk, I mean, even the Spanish flu. Yes, there are horrific stories where both parents passed away from the flu and the kids were orphaned and, but there are other, and there where whole towns got it. But, you know, there are also stories where they weren't impacted the same way. So interesting. Yeah. My bigger thing during the pandemic was I was dealing with a health issue. And when we started working from home, it allowed me to go to the doctor twice a week. Oh, yeah. That which didn't really impact my day. Yeah. Because my doctor was 10 minutes from my house. So to me, it worked out okay. Well, that's good. But it's still was a crisis. It, was it weird during that time? Yes. But I am also wired, sadly to sort of forget the past and always live in the present and look at the future six to 12 months from now. I'm always wired that way. Really? 
and so I'm not terribly nostalgic or I'm not like, oh, I should save that. That's a memory from my dad back then. I, I, I don't. I don't think about that. So I don't think about the past much, which is probably why I continue to repeat my same mistakes over and over and over. <laughs> don't do that. I have a question. Do you have anxiety? I don't think so. No. I think about some things, but not about a lot. So the reason why I asked that is because I've talked to my girls about this. If you think about the past, and that's all you think about, you're depressed. If you think about the future, and that's all you think about, you have anxiety. And so when you said, I don't think about the past, that like to me indicated, huh, you're not very depressed. Like you don't get sad often. But when you said, oh, I think about the future and I'm always planning, that thought in my head, huh, I wonder if he has lots of worries and he has, he's always thinking about what's going to happen next and I need to plan this, I need to do that. And so there's like a worry there. Probably to some degree, but I think in the last five to 10 years, you I have stopped worrying right. too much. And that's maturity. Like you- it's, it's when you get to be my age. Correct. You're like, fuck it. I said it, you didn't have to. <laughs> Because uh, I think there's a lot of things that I deal with, I, I think, at work in the last five years that 10 to 15 years ago would have driven me mad. And yeah. now I just kind of go, eh, whatever. But that's maturity, like you've learned. And so I think about a couple of people I know who are depressed and anxious and all the conversations revolve around the past and what's going to happen in the future. And so I, I see it in my youngest. She worries about the future. She's always worried about the test tomorrow or the, the assignment due next week, or like she's always worried about that. But then she's always sad about the marriage breaking up and the divorce and mommy and daddy not. So like I see her struggle with depression and anxiety all the time and she is nine years old. It is the saddest, like it breaks my heart to watch this and I, she's in therapy and I go through therapy just so that I can help her and like that's where my brain went when you were talking about that have you guys ever talked to somebody about ptsd yeah by chance i like i only bring it up because i have a friend that he's like he's going to therapy and um after at, like he started to have these breakthroughs and i'm like hey he's like i had this breakthrough about my ex and why my kids trigger me and I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, as an FYI, I'm like, you probably want to go talk to someone who specializes in PTSD because I'm pretty sure that you have narcissistic induced PTSD. Like, and the reason is because uh, PTSD manifests itself can with anxiety and depression. So like, it's not uncommon for people to have anxiety that, so it appears as though they have anxiety, but the underlying cause is PTSD. 
I was thinking about this just today. Is everyone a narcissist? <laughs> like I literally asked that to myself today. Am I a narcissist? Are you a narcissist? Are you a narcissist? Are we all just narcissists? Like what's the, I'm so confused because everyone has narcissistic tendencies. tendencies. Is everyone we, just a narcissist and we're just throwing that word around to make people feel bad about themselves? No, narcissism <laughs> is like a thing that's really bad. <laughs> so I think when you, if you ask yourself whether or not you are one, you're not because a narcissist <laughs> can't even, they Comprehend wouldn't even fathom to think that thought. <laughs> it's sort of like, it's sort of like if you ask, if you, if you think that you um like if you think that you suck at something and then wonder if you have imposter syndrome you, like, yeah you're not an imposter <laughs> like you're able to you're not you have you're not an imposter like you probably yeah. are really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which i think that is imposter syndrome isn't it where it's like you feel like you don't you feel like you're an imposter but yeah you feel yeah. like you don't belong. Yeah. So like, if you think, if you think to yourself, like, oh, I really suck. Like I'm not good enough. Like it means that you are probably really good at what you do. <laughs> I was driving and I follow on TikTok. Oh, <laughs> narcissistic type messages. And every so often, I'm like, well, I do that too. Like, who doesn't do that? And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Are you an, like, then I started thinking about all the people in my life. I was like, well, they're a narcissist then too. Am I a narcissist? And no, then I stopped. <laughs> there is a, there is a therapist. I can't remember his name, but for a little while he'd been doing like, it's like him and like his husband or something and his husband would ask him like a specific question about narcissism or a narcissist and then he would explain it mm -hmm. and it's like it's way it's way more messed up than it is. like one single attribute <laughs> i know and then i thought well fuck i started asking asking myself that question with my ex-husband which made me question myself made me question who I am and I thought huh why am I questioning myself right now I should not be questioning myself right now because I can tell you that your messaging a lot of times is about you but that doesn't mean that you're a narcissist <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> no tell me more what, what do you mean <laughs> like the things that you say are like they're about you like oh, it seems yeah. like you everything is framed from your position right Got it. That's but true. that's not narcissism because the old like the 1980s definition of narcissist is an ego self-loving all they do is talk about themselves yeah and it's like it's way more dangerous like yeah it's so much worse than that now. now yeah we i think so i bet the definition of the 80s is probably more like just not 
I don't know, lack self-awareness maybe. Like they just think these things about themselves and they highly know, yeah no matter the evidence that is presented to them they won't they won't hear it oh, what are you gonna say Steve? i was gonna say and then i and i caught myself and i thought maybe it's a good topic for next week which is what is something you often question about yourself like I often question, am I a terrible listener? Because sometimes <laughs> I'm I'm just waiting to sort of like jump in with my own anecdote, and I'm thinking sometimes, sometimes I'm missing what they're saying because I'm too busy trying to remember what came into my head that I want to say, and I'm not fully paying attention to what somebody said. This is a great topic, seriously. Like we need to dive in deep next time because I feel like this has been three episodes in itself. Yep, probably... write, write it down, Steve, write it down. <laughs> so you don't forget. <laughs> I, I already forget. <laughs> the box wine is hitting me. <laughs> am i a drunk <laughs> am i an alcoholic that's no fine. not anymore <laughs> that's a good call not anymore oh man i was i was uh pounding away there with the booze during the pandemic i will say that see during the pandemic man God. I think yeah, I think all you guys were, which is like it's really funny, right? And so for those that don't know, like drinking's not my thing. Like it just it just isn't. So when we go to happy hour, it's like I'm the non <laughs> I'm I'm not uh, participating in the libations as much as other people. These two. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy no, my beer. But I mean you think back to all those like you know even even before the pandemic just that kind of group of people it was pretty funny when we do happy hours and like kind of how lit people would get but yeah in the pandemic it was no holds bar right didn't nope. have to go anywhere didn't have to drive you just go till nope. go till you wanted to yep we're in front and of i did yeah yep. it's like that's what being adults about you have alcohol in the house yep that's right. i can buy it i can have it delivered to my doorstep and i was going through a divorce <laughs> yeah yep that too <laughs> so i was like accentuating the fact that i was drowning my sorrows with alcohol it's i mean there admit that yeah and there's worse things too yep and also it's like i mean to be fair to you it's like if it wasn't the pandemic and that it probably wouldn't have been as pronounced yeah but yeah you're right you're like you're no longer an alcoholic. Yeah, I think I think there's an episode where we did talk about that, and you're. I was like, yeah, or like we had agreed that you kind of were at that time. Did we really? I don't remember. I that. think so. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I I guess I never really felt like I needed it. It was just like I want it, and I can, and I and I'm not a danger to anyone. I want it and I got it and I can, so I will. Yep. <laughs> I agree. I wasn't a danger. Like, 
I was still able to parent. I was still able to work. I was still, I lost a couple of maybe potential good boyfriends because <laughs> I was drunk with them 24 seven, but I didn't care. <laughs> Did you, is this like a fun Bobby type deal where they, you lost them because you guys stopped drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to write this down as a potential future episode. Lost boyfriend friend due to booze. <laughs> I think that's a great episode. <laughs> oh no, not gonna <laughs> All so right. you guys, yep. no one so this is my wife's chair my chair died that thing oh, no. on the office where it's like it just slowly goes down and it never stays up all the way oh so i had to order a new chair i haven't put it together yet she's oh, she's like why well, don't want you to break my chair i'm like i'm like dude my chair's old like <laughs> and it was cheap did you get in where did you get your chair mm, did you get the same one no, I ordered a different one. So I got this brand this time, which is hopefully higher quality. I had just gotten a cheap like gaming chair at the start of the pandemic. Um, yeah, mine was GT Racing, the GT Racer, which was like the off brand of the RC. I can't remember what the name brand Racer was, but. So when the whole pandemic started and, you know, we're meeting with people, I would see different chairs. And it's funny because I would see consultants in gaming chairs and I would see like ops and like these fancy chairs and I'd be like, the fancy chair does not look comfy. Like it looks super nice and I'm sure it was, it's like quality, but it, I need to sit in here for a really long time. And I'm like, then I was talking to more and more consultants about what types of chairs they use and like a gaming chair. And again, this is a generic cause I don't even game, <laughs> but like it's, Oh, you've so... got, you've got game when it comes to wine. Don't, don't <laughs> sell yourself short. I had no game, <laughs> but yeah, it's like finding a good chair for sitting in it eight to eight plus hours a day is so important and i don't like those fancy chairs i want a good comfy gaming chair i think the the consultants fun because i think they all had those before it's which i think exactly. is hilarious i they have had them. i have both i have a gaming chair and i have a comfy fancy one but i have the i'm i think coccidenia i think is what it's called so i have a dislocated coccyx and it's never going to get fixed. Can you say so, that again, Yeah, dislocated co coccyx. <laughs> for, for lay people out there, that is the term for your tailbone coccyx. Oh, thank you for yep. clarifying. Because I was, I, I was just, I'm like, okay, Jess thinks it's penis stuff. We gotta, <laughs> like, that's not what's going on. <laughs> anyway, so, so they're all chairs are uncomfortable for me anyway so my recommendations for everybody who sit get a coccyx pillow yes you can go search for that on amazon and it will come up legit it's not going to come up with weird 
adult science. But if science I spell movie. it the way I'm thinking about it, it might come up weird. There's a Y and an X in the word. Okay, thank you. I'm, I'm blocked from getting to that website. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so those I recommend to everybody that sits and then standing desk must because yeah, sometimes I bought a standing desk. Yeah. I have to have one. Yeah. Sitting, <laughs> even I've I've learned even just changing chairs to sitting into a different chair is very helpful too. I love watching you. Like there's meetings where I see you here, and there's meetings when I see you here, and I can tell every time. But now I'm just so used to it; it's like normal for me. Yeah, I got my snowflakes up now. I love them. My wife saw them, and she's like, "She's like, I kind of miss the bats." I'm like, "Yeah, those are going to be permanent after uh, this holiday season." <laughs> I really? also miss the bats. Yeah, <laughs> that's how the cat happened. Like, I put I it was up just for Halloween. Say, like the cat. Yeah. No, I like the snowflakes. I was gonna put something back there, but I I puked Christmas all over my first floor, so I'm done with Christmas decorating. It is the background I have found during the pandemic is it is such a simple, which is why Steve's changes all the time. I think he's hit on, he's learned this too. It is the easiest thing to do, but like, it is like a huge ROI as far as ice breaking goes, um, mm -hmm. when you're working with people, it is, didn't expect that I had a meeting where I, um, it was our interview, like meetup. And someone was like, is that a real background? And I'm like, yeah, it's real. Right. So it's like, and then the other one I had that you guys are familiar with is the clock. <laughs> oh, I just did that tonight with Brooke. Why? I just did that tonight where we put our dog's paws in like a clay. Oh, that's this a, is, this is, this is a, a coxic cushion. Why yeah. is there a hand? It's memory foam. <laughs> oh, I was like, why is there a hand? It's, you know, you want to get a little frisky, but you're at work, so. 